Thank you. This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 611. Make sure that you check out all the previous episodes, MarkingOut.com. Also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening to our podcast. Make sure that you're giving us a good old rating. Go buy a t-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out where there is currently a sale taking place where if you use the discount code THANK YOU, you will be receiving a discount of, Brandon? 20%. 20% off. How about damn apples? 72 hours only. Ooh, gotta get it while it's hot. But talking about hotness, make sure that you're checking out the most fire thing on the internet today. Make sure that you are checking us out and give us a follow over on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, on everywhere else. Twitch, subscribe to us on YouTube. Make sure that you're subscribing to every single thing that you could involving marking out. But that being said, I am one of your hosts, Dave the Rave, and I am here with Brandon, and later on, Chris is going to be stopping on by. So, Brandon, how are you? I was awesome as always. Oh yeah, what changed about the was? Like, my my week was fine. I I spoke about how my niece, my brother, and my sister-in-law were up here from Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. Went, did some nice things. Went to the park with my niece that I went to as a child. Oh, that's cool. Went to my aunt and uncle's house for my dad's birthday. Uh-huh. Nice to have everybody together. My sister-in-law ended up making some uh, New York-style crumb cake. I, I helped measure and stuff, too. Nice. She did most of it, but it was really good. hmm And then I watched them carve some pumpkins. And then they left. And I woke up on Tuesday feeling like absolute garbage. Oh, no. And it was how I felt when I had COVID back in November 2021. Mm-hmm. No, 2020. And uh, I tested for it, and it came back positive twice right. on those home tests almost immediately. Yeah. You know, that's that's unfortunate, and we all hope that you feel better, but thank you for... <laughs> for uh pushing through and recording the podcast this week. But like thankfully, no nah, I'm not going to jinx anything. Going to knock on some wood. My taste and scent are still there. Okay. And uh my body doesn't hurt right now. I'm just still like dizzy and obviously you could hear I'm congested. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always tough. Well, how else was your week? Was it good? That was it, really. All right. Just got to cool. enjoy some family time. Nobody else tested positive for COVID, so I don't know where where this came from. Good. That's good to hear, you know. Um, in regards to my week, my week was uh, good as well. But as you know, we do a pro wrestling. Didn't you go somewhere? Did I go somewhere? I thought so. Help me out, did I? 
I don't know. I thought you went to the city or something. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't go to the city this weekend. Oh, this weekend we had that mega review. So it was over 10 hours in the classroom. No, didn't you Saturday go to some, or not the city, you went to Jersey. No, that was the week before. Oh, was it? Yeah, we spoke about that on the pod. I, COVID brain perhaps. Yeah, you know, it happens <laughs> to people with COVID. It happens. But, yeah, let's get on to talking about some pro wrestling, talking about some Monday Night Raw. You could uh-huh. go ahead and do that. <laughs> Monday Night Nitro. It started mid-sentence with Bobby Lashley calling out Brock Lesnar. And uh, that just led to a brawl. Lashley almost speared Brock Lesnar over the barricade, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Lashley had a ton of offense in this. It got separated, started up again, and then Lashley eventually put Brock Lesnar through the commentary table. Mm -hmm. I liked that. That spear was really cool, though. That was. That was a really, really nice spot. After that, we saw Gallows and Anderson pick up the victory over Alpha Academy. I thought the it was an obvious outcome. Yeah. And I obviously would have preferred for Alpha Academy to go over, but I knew they weren't, and I understand why they didn't. Yeah. But it was it a decent sense. match. It makes sense, you know? Yeah. I think that the outcome definitely makes sense. And, and it I was, was a decent a, match. Yeah. I thought that this this match was very, very good. Um, It's it's cool to see Gallows and Anderson back in the WWE after so long. And um, it's it's really cool. And, um, and, and I mean, Gallows and Anderson, they look great. They look fantastic. Yeah. So After that, the Judgment Day came out, and Finn Balor brought up how he started the club and then issued a challenge for Crown Jewel. Carl Anderson had a match on the same day for for Hikaleu against Hikaleu yeah, for, for the Never Openweight Championship for New but, Japan. Yeah, but that's off. He uh, oh. issued a video today saying that Gallows, all the bookings for him have to go through Gallows, and Gallows had approved that. So, uh, so is it uh, is it like officially off? Because yeah. so I, because I was reading somewhere that technically he can do both shows. On the How could he day. do both shows? It's a twelve-hour flight from. Because due to the time zone differences, I don't know. So as he goes further west, it's going to be turning back the time. So time zone-wise, technically, he can go from Japan to Saudi Arabia and do the same. In twelve hours, I don't. Yeah, know. to do the same event. I I just feel like they could have it at Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, it's, but that's the thing. I mean, is it officially off or no? He's just saying. I, I mean, according to them, yeah. I guess we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, until New Japan says something, who knows? I, I think, um, no, there's no way. No, no. It's right now 8.30 a.m. Uh-huh. October 20th in Tokyo. It's 2.30 a.m. in Riyadh. There's no way. That's not that many hours. Well, but with the travel time, as you travel, the time is going to be ticking down too. Time zones are weird, dude. I think it's a nine-hour difference, six-hour difference. So I don't, I don't know if that's possible. It's a twelve-hour flight. I don't know. But 
Who but knows? I don't know. I would assume it'd be going to be pushed back to Wrestle Kingdom. People are like, why don't they just strip him like they stripped John Moxley, like they stripped Juice Robinson, and it's like because people they weren't WWE superstars. Yeah, it's called the Forbidden <laughs> Door. I mean, nobody, everybody wants a relationship with WWE. Come on. <laughs> but uh, Dominic ends up speaking. Um, he ends up speaking up, and AJ Styles issued a challenge to him for a match on Monday Night Raw. Later on, Cora Jade asked Rhea Ripley to face Roxanne Perez for NXT. She's in for that match. We'll speak about that. Cameron Grimes ended up asking the Good Brothers to be his partners against the Dyad. We'll speak about that. <laughs> and then uh, we'll speak about um, Dominic and AJ Styles. Yeah, we're going to speak about a ton of that. <laughs> but after that, we saw Damage, Damage Control, Control pick up the victory over Candice LeRae and Bianca Belair. Yeah. Bailey sat on commentary for this. Damage Control um, picking up the victory, which was, I guess, um, I don't know. I don't want to say surprising, but without the titles being online, I would say surprising because titles weren't online. Uh, Candice LeRae, I mean, making her date, her return. She's had re- a few losses now, I think. Has she already? I think so. I don't know. Maybe one loss. I think just last week. I think just last week. But yeah, I was expecting her and Bianca Belair to pick up the victory there. Yeah, it would have. I mean, both both sides would have made sense either way. You know, it's still a cool matchup. It's still a cool pairing. I think that Damage Control is definitely. I don't, I don't think that they are on track to be stopped anytime soon right now. No, at all. I like the uh, the stepping up. On Dakota Kai's back to land on EO mm-hmm. with the senton from Candice. Yeah, that was a really... And I like they had a nice stalling suplex and dropkick combo. Yeah, that was cool. Bailey tried to get involved and use the kendo stick. Bianca Belair took her out. And then, uh, in my opinion, another weak double team finish from Kai and Sky. I appreciate the Kai and Sky. Thank you. Thank you. But Thank you. Later on. Um, Later next on, up- Damage Control was interviewed, and they made fun of Alexa Bliss and Asuka, and Bailey has another title shot next week against Bianca Belair. Yeah. Um, Does she win? I... It's hard to think. It's hard to it's it's hard to say, because I definitely see... No. Mate, who's champion? Is it Bailey? No, it's Belair. It's Belair. Belair. Um, it's tough to say, but I'm going to say that you know what? I'm gonna say Bailey wins. I'm gonna say Bailey wins. What do you think? I don't know. It's tough to say. But next, she just she just said history or something. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see. But now next... that she's past the point of history, she could definitely lose it. Yeah. But next up, you had backstage. We saw a limousine pull up with the horns on the front and a JBL license plate. And out comes JBL to the ring. Um, Kraut loved him. He did the apology gimmick that he did in his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. But this time it was for what he's doing in Oklahoma City, which was great heel heat. Oh, yeah. They hated him. Um, And that only led to more hate as he had Baron Corbin come back. Yeah, he introduced that. Corbin was traded from SmackDown for Rey Mysterio, so I like that there was a, a storyline for that. Yeah, I like that explanation. And then they, they dubbed, he dubbed him the modern-day wrestling god, but I don't think his fit looks at all 
for a return with JBL. What do you mean? I don't think Corbin looks like, like there was nothing different about him. Um, to be yeah. with JBL now, there was like nothing different. I I understand what you're saying. Yeah, there was nothing. There was really no change to his gimmick from what he's had previously. And um, then Corbin went on to defeat Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, I I feel like nothing about this was different either. No, same here. But Corbin, as good as the match was, how could I care about it when there's nothing different about it? I agree with you. I, You're I, trying to sell me on something different, but it's not anything different. I agree with you. But I, I think that Corbin, uh, I hope that he becomes champion soon. I mean, within, I'm going to say within three years, I hope that he's champion at least once. I don't know how that'll work. but I don't know either. But the guy, when you think about Corbin, he has done a lot of good things in WWE during yeah. during his tenure. Even though he hasn't had the recognition of it. I mean, the only time he, he was on fire and he could have been champion was when he ruined it because of his uh, his Twitter account. You know? And then he got dropped pretty much. But um, Something that JBL was pushing big time was saying that Dolph Ziggler wouldn't fit in the Attitude Era had he been there. Mm-hmm. But Corbin would 100%. And I disagree with that. I think both of them would have. Yeah, I think that's just, you know. I get it, but, like, it's just not even close to being true. We all say how much alike to Shawn Michaels or Dolph Ziggler that, that not Dolph Ziggler, Billy Gunn, mm-hmm. that Dolph Ziggler is. Oh, yeah, he could have definitely made it in there. After that backstage, we saw almost an MVP. MVP wants to celebrate Braun Strowman's size, which just sets up them going to SmackDown. I'll speak about that by myself. Yeah. Next up, you had Dominic <laughs> Mysterio pick up the victory over AJ Styles. Um, Mysterio, not alone, though. He had Judgment Day by his side, you know, to help him oh, out. I was like, I was so confused for a second because you said Mysterio. I was like, oh, Ray yeah. Mysterio. Uh, you know, DM. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley got involved behind the referee's back. And then later on, when the referee was dealing with Judgment Day and the Good Brothers, Rhea Ripley ends up holding AJ Styles' leg, and it allowed Dominic to roll him up for the victory, which I think was a good, cheap victory. Yeah, I agree. I think that they are a good duo together. I mean, uh, Dominic Mysterio hitting the 619 during the match, too. And um, I thought that was was a... And Dominic's been getting great heel heat also. Oh, yeah. Fans hate Whether him. or not that it's like real heat, I don't know, but I don't know. I, I'm, I think it's great. Whatever's yeah. on TV. Earlier in the night, you have the Miz backstage, uh, yelling and crying about his his slipping knee. slipping on some water. Yeah, claiming that he tore his ACL, and then he got checked out by the doctor. And Johnny Gargano walked in and said, "Oh my God, it's Loomis!" And Miz got up, which showed that he was okay. <laughs> And then Gargano also spoke to Miz later on and said that if he wants out of his match with Loomis, just tell everybody the truth. And then Dexter Loomis versus Miz didn't happen because Miz ends up beating the hell out of Loomis with a chair during the entrance, which I don't understand why Loomis had an entrance if he wasn't under contract yet. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But Gargano met up with Miz afterwards and said, look, it's not going to stop Loomis. Yeah, just tell the truth. He's going to keep on going after him. Give you know? Loomis what he promised and come clean. What does is, what is Miz have 
Or what does Loomis have? Yeah, what does he want him promised to, him? Yeah, what is going to happen with that, you know? But next up, you had the return of Elias. Walk with the walk with Elias. The crowd missed him so much. Yeah, and he said that uh, Ezekiel's career was unfortunately cut short. Yeah, that I mean, for those that don't remember, he took that nasty powerbomb spot by Kevin Owens, I believe, right? Yeah. But yeah. Elias went to go play a song on keyboard, immediately gets interrupted by Matt Riddle with bongos. They made some pot jokes. And then Elias finally starts to play and gets interrupted by Seth Rollins. Yeah. Earlier in the night, Seth Rollins, when he came out to speak, he was like, I'm going to be the greatest U.S. champion of all time. I'm going to have the greatest run of all time. And he said that he tapped out for the fans. And then Mustafa Ali interrupted that. He brought up how Bobby Lashley promised him a title shot, so he's challenging Seth Rollins. And then Rollins is like, you you can't even like hang with me. You don't belong there with me. Yeah. And Mustafa Ali took Seth Rollins' glasses off, dropped them on the mat, and then said he's not backing down. Seth eventually attacked him. Mustafa Ali fought back. Sick tossed this, into the ring post by Seth. This entire match was so entertaining. This entire match, I mean, I feel like this was just fun. Yeah, fast forward to the main event. Seth Rollins picked up the victory over Matt Riddle to retain the U.S. championship. Yeah, and I mean, even with the stuff that was happening with Ali, it was cool to see him getting involved too somehow. But I like before Ali got involved, though, I liked when Riddle, right off the bat, used the same move that he tapped Seth out with Yeah, to start the match. Seth Rollins got in Elias' face behind the referee's back. Yeah. And uh, that allowed Elias to clock Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And then, although he ended up taking Elias out later on, but Elias tried to do something. Seth Rollins reversed an RKO and tossed Riddle into him and then finished the match. And then he hit Elias with a stomp, and that's when Mustafa Ali came out of nowhere and just started wailing on Seth Rollins. And it ends with Ali saying, he's Seth Seth's problem. And I, I thought that was a great ending. You know, we have, we don't know really what, where Seth Rollins is going to go next, especially with Matt Riddle and stuff that's been going on for a while. And I think that the involvement of Ali, that's fantastic. I thought that this entire promo, even that one before the match was fantastic in the ring with him and Rollins. And then after with Ali coming out on top, who saw that perhaps coming? A, perhaps a fatal four-way at Crown Jewel. It definitely seems like it, you know? This episode of Monday Night Raw, though, I will say kind of went too long for me okay i could and see all it. i wanted was to hear elias perform and that didn't even happen mm-hmm. i was ready to walk with elias i could hear you i gotcha moving over to nxt we saw it open up with roxanne perez picking up the victory over rhea ripley uh the judgment day was over big time during this match um did rhea ripley win actually um, yes, Rhea Ripley picked yeah. up the victory after hitting the uh, pump handle slam. The Riptide. Yeah, the Riptide. Uh, but yeah, it was cool but to it see It was nice that... to have 
Judgment Day. <laughs> it, it was cool. It was cool that to see that Rhea Ripley. I mean, you had the lights pop up with the Judgment Day entrance, and she had the entire Judgment Day by her side, which was a really nice way to kick off uh, NXT with Finn Balor, Priest. Um, you know, coming back to NXT, where I mean, and Ripley too. Yeah, Rip, Ripley, of Technically course. Technically, Dominic also, but not, I, I, I was not trying really. to include everybody but Dominic because Dominic really didn't. He was there for like one night, exactly. But everybody else, which was really, really cool. I wasn't expecting all of them to appear there. Um, well, Balor had tweeted it earlier in the day. Yeah, yeah, saying about it, but I thought it was but a it really was, good match. Yeah, it was very nice to have a match like this on TV, and I just think Roxanne Perez is so impressive. Yeah, I think uh, very impressive. Same thing with Cora Jade. Yeah. You know? Backstage, Grayson Waller was about to be interviewed, and then Chucky appeared and announced that it's going to be a spin the wheel, make a deal match, which we already knew that. But Grayson Waller ends up leaving because of Chucky. Chucky tweeting us profanity this week. I uh, didn't didn't really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I... It was quite funny, though. I totally agree. Thank with you. God he wasn't responding to the other tweet that I was like, I'm not a fan of Chucky, but I think it's cool that because of his pro wrestling history, he's involved with Halloween Havoc. Yeah. But he responded to another tweet of mine. Yeah, you got to be careful when you're tweeting out stuff about Chucky. You never know when he's going to show up. You know that, right? Yeah. But the, the next match we saw was who will be Stax's opponent? And uh, Tony D'Angelo's like, he's like, we'll find out after the break, which I thought was funny. That was a good, <laughs> good pop from me, at least. Uh, and then they come back from commercial break. And for a split second, I thought maybe it was going to be Tony D'Angelo. OK, I thought he was going to hit stacks with the crutch. But it turns out Tony was like, you'll know it when his music hits. Yeah, we, we it was he was right. We know when his music hit, it was Shinsuke Nakamura. I couldn't I couldn't think of anybody when he said that. I was drawing a blank. I'm like, whose theme song? It I I thought Robert Rude. I did He's not injured still. I believe that's the thing. I thought Rude. I didn't even think about Nakamura. But once his music hit, it was so nice to hear the crowd going with Nakamura's theme song, just like the old times. I mean, it's not like different on the main roster. It. You see, well, uh, because it's a smaller crowd, I feel like it's a lot louder in, uh, as opposed to the larger crowds. Right. But, I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura picking up the victory over Stax. Um, yeah, nice surprise. It's been over five years since he wrestled there. Yeah, I, I think for sure. Backstage, Axiom and Nathan Fraser were talking and putting over their matches against each other. And Von Wagner and Robert Stone interrupted. And it just puts over the ladder match on Saturday. Nice little Which sell. We'll put a pin in. Yep, yep. What? Well, nice, nice sell for uh, what's going to be taking place. The pay, the PLE. Yeah. Next match, we saw Alba Fire pick up the victory over Sonya Deville. Um, Sonya accidentally kicking Gigi Dolan, leading to the end of the match where Alba Fire was able to pick up the victory. Toxic Attraction end up jumping Alba Fire afterwards, and then Mandy came out, and Fire ended up fighting off Toxic Attraction, and then held a bat to Mandy's throat. Yeah, I was I was definitely I f- very surprised that she picked up the victory here. Considering I wasn't surprised about that at all. Well, well the thing I didn't is, think there was any way Sonya Deville was coming to NXT and winning that. Well, that's the thing, but now that Fire picked up the victory over her, doesn't she kind of I mean, yeah, I don't she, think Mandy's losing the title anytime soon. You don't. 
I don't know. I feel like after Alba Fire picks up this victory over Sonya Deville, that, I mean, she could potentially defeat Mandy Rose. I don't think so. All right, all right. Mandy's on some some long streak right now. She's she's almost at a year. Okay, all right. That's true. But streaks are meant to be broken. Uh, yeah. Next up, you had Wesley and Oro Mensa got, getting jumped by Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. Um, and then they brawled to the ring and headed right into the match. Man. Yeah, a yeah. match broke out. Uh, Williams and Hayes ended up picking the, up the victory over Mensa and Lee. Uh, this match was very entertaining. Some of it seemed too a bit too choreographed, though. Okay, and it was kind of short, but like overall, it was decent. But I like the choreographed uh, spots I, that I, I think I, I believe know. you're speaking of. You know, I don't know. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. sometimes I can appreciate them, but sometimes it's just like, oh, like yeah, he's of course, about to do this, yeah. yeah. But then everyone in the ladder match ended up taking one another out, so... Yeah. That's how that ended. After that, we saw Cameron Grimes and the Good Brothers, who uh, made their return to NXT, I believe, uh, two years? Oh, that I don't know. No, three years. I think three years. They they had a one-shot once. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, they picked up the victory over Schism. And they kind of mentioned the Never Openweight Championship during this, which I thought was cool. They didn't actually name it, but they did say that he's a champion in Japan, so I thought that was pretty cool. And it was cool to see the good the Good Brothers in this match. Yeah, I and totally I, agree with you. I think that it was really cool to see Good Brothers in an NXT match. Uh, schism. I, I thought that that one move where it looked like, um, I don't know their names, I forget them. Uh, the bald guy. I guess yeah. I should be more specific. The bald guy on Schism. <laughs> I can't remember their new names. Okay. <laughs> well, there was a one spot where the bald guy went for, it looked like a a power slam but or a body slam, but it was it was stalled just to set up a double team move. And I thought yeah. that that was very innovative and cool because um, it looked it's like he Rip was ready Fowler, to slam it. By the way. I'm sorry? Rip Fowler. There you go. But... Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think this might be the most I've enjoyed the Good Brothers in years. Yeah, I I agree with you. Like, they've been all over in different companies recently. Mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy their stuff in AEW. I didn't really enjoy their stuff. I haven't seen their stuff in uh, New Japan. I didn't really enjoy their stuff in Impact. Mm-hmm. When they were in WWE previously, <laughs> I wasn't really enjoying it. Yeah. So I, I definitely you. enjoyed them going to NXT for this match. All right. Backstage, Veer was asked about what he had whispered into Sanga's ear, and he said that it's for Sanga's ear only, and then Sanga interrupted and said that he's ready to listen to Veer. So I think it's only time before Indus Sheer comes back. Yeah, I think so. Which kind of like, I don't know. I, I hope that they somehow maintain their gimmicks that they have now because they actually have good gimmicks. Yeah. You know, there's really no need for them to root, like to stop the gimmicks that they have. It could be something just modernize what their previous gimmicks were, you know? And I it's like I, I don't see them winning the NXT Tag Team Championships anytime soon. I would like to see them win the 
WWE Tag Team Championship soon. Well, I don't see the champions losing that anytime soon either, so. Yeah, I hear you. But speaking of the Tag Team Championships, uh, Julius Creed and Damon Kemp had their segment together. Yeah. Um, and I thought they both did well in the segment. I, I liked, agree. I liked Kemp mentioning that their their match won't be a wrestling match and it won't be an MMA match. And then Julius was like, bro, I was better than you in high school. You peaked in high school. And then he brought up Gable Stevenson without actually naming him. He's like, your brother, you're, you're, you're not even better than your brother. I mean, he's not wrong, though. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing. Apparently, those reports came out saying uh, he's not doing so great. I mean, Olympic champion, though. Yeah, big time. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. So next up you had Halloween Havoc. The host is revealed. And it is Shockmaster. No, it is Shotzi Blackheart. But it's not just Shotzi Blackheart. It's Shotzi Blackheart well, hold on. on her tank. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Zion Quinn interrupts this and he's like let me be co-host and she's like eh. and then Quincy Elliott came out trying to pitch himself as the co-host and then she's like let's just have a match and the winner gets to be the co-host and then Quincy picks up the victory over Zion Quinn Hank showed up at one point which allowed Elliott to take over and pick up the victory yeah. I liked that Booker T name drop Goldust during this good old Goldie in another era, I don't think he would have been allowed to. I could hear you. Yeah, I understand so, that. I thought it was cool. But yeah, so Quincy Elliott and Shotzi will be uh, co-hosting. I, I hope they have some sort of like couples costumes. I feel um, like they will. They have to. I, There's I, like no way they won't. Uh, but after that, Thea Hale... Was backstage at the Chase U, whatever. She was disappointed that she lost to Kiana James. And she wants another shot at Kiana James. And then Andre Chase ran down some of the history of Halloween Havoc. Both WCW and NXT, which I liked. Mm-hmm. And then Chucky interrupted and it was a fun segment overall. And I, that's when Chucky went on his, his cursing tirade at Chase <laughs> U. And I thought that was funny. Yeah. Well, next up you had Cora Jade. Pick up the victory over Raquel Rodriguez. But it was by DQ because Raquel Rodriguez could not control herself. Yeah, Cora Jade went to use a kendo stick and Raquel caught it and then used it herself. Yeah, she kind of just lost it on her. She was just hitting her over and over. And then uh, Cora Jade was able to escape but not escape the beatdown as Roxanne Perez came on down and started brawling with her. Now that makes me think Cora Jade's going over. Um. Oh, yeah, I could. I, oh, I could see Cora Jade going over, and I'd still like to see Roxanne Perez be the next champion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a tough call. But NXT ends with the Kevin Owens show with Braun Breaker, JD McDonough, and Ilya Dragunov. Ilya was basically saying that he'll recapture the championship that should have been his in the first place. He never lost it. And then Braun was like over my dead body. And then Kevin Owens factored in where he was so anti JD McDonough. And Ilya brought up how the last time 
Braun Breaker was in a triple triple threat match for the championship, he lost it. That was when Dolph Ziggler beat him and, and Champ at Roadblock to become uh, champion. Uh-huh. This led to Kevin Owens apologizing to Shawn Michaels, who asked him to be there to control everything. And he's like, just wait for me to leave. And he left the ring, and then Braun and Ilya Dragunov brawled. Yeah. And then Austin Theory shocking everybody, coming out, teasing the money in the bank cashing. And that was that was cool, you know, because Something you I've had, been wanting for for years. Make yeah. NXT look good. But you big. have, like, Dragunov uh, in there, you know, and he's celebrating. You think it's about to go off, and then that takes place, you know? Yeah. That's like I wanted the Royal Rumble winner to be like, bro, I'm picking NXT. Nah. But it would never make sense for that to happen. But now, Money in the Bank, that's completely another different option here. Nah. But uh, that's NXT. Moving over to some Halloween Havoc predictions taking place this Saturday at the Performance Center. Uh, Apollo Crews versus Grayson Waller in a spin-the-wheel make-the-deal match. I still feel like this match is going to be a blindfold match. I don't know how it's not going to be. Um, I feel like it has to be. I don't know how they're going to rig it. I don't know how they rig these wheels. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say Apollo Cruz picks up the victory there. I'm going to say Apollo. Ooh. I'm going to say Grayson Waller. I'm going to um, say Waller. Uh, an ambulance match where if Julius Creed loses, Brutus Creed will be, will have to leave NXT. I'm going to go with... Um, if Julius loses, Bronson Creed. I'm going to go with Julius Brutus. Creed. I mean, he's it's the face Brutus. of it all. Yeah, I don't see... I, I can't see the Creed brothers splitting up. Exactly. I, I, I see Julius Creed winning. I'm saying Creed as well. You got the spin the wheel, make the deal, weapons wild match. Not crazy about it being a weapons wild match. I wish it was something better. Yeah. I feel like we see matches like this all the time. It's it, it seems like the Perez. it seems like the weapons wild matches is just like a fallback aka we're not creative enough to give something uh more gimmicky to this. Yeah, but I don't know how like how they specifically land on that. I don't know. I would love to know how the the wheels rigged. Yeah, yeah, who knows? But it's just a bunch of various weapons at ringside. So I mean, I'm sure that That's there's like a, a hardcore match. I'm sure that there's a stopper that it, once you push an electric button, it could stop at any time. And it was going by itself the other night. So you know exactly. So it could definitely Roxanne be Perez versus Cora Jade, though. Yeah, I'm going Cora Jade. Uh, I'm gonna say Cora Jade as well. All right, ladder match for the vacant. NXT North American Championship. Um, Solo Sikoa had to vacate that title recently. So in this ladder match, we have Carmelo Hayes taking on Oro Mensa, Wesley, Von Wagner, and Nathan Fraser. Um, I'm going to go with Von Wagner. It seems like they're setting him up to win this. I mean, he got Mr. Stone. Who are you going with? Um, I'm... I know, it's tough. I'm going to say Wesley. Okay. Even I'm... though he got into the match, not how he wanted to get into the match. but Yeah. Uh, next up, you have a singles match, the NXT Women's Championship on the line. Mandy Rose defending against Alba Fire. I'm going to go with Alba Fire. Mandy, 100% Mandy. 
There you go. All right. Triple threat match for the main event. NXT Championship on the line. Braun Breaker defending against Ilya Dragunov, JD McDonough. I am going to go with Dragunov. I'm going to go uh, with I'm going to say Braun Breaker retains it. Okay. Why? But I, I could easily see JD or Ilya walking away as champion, but I'm going to say Breaker retains. So I'm going to go with Dragunov just for a chain of uh, change of face and everything like that. But then I think after that, we can have Dragunov versus McDonough for the next pay-per-view too. Or upcoming because JD McDonough, he keeps on finding his way back into these things. And now right. recently, he's always been involved in like multiple uh, multi-man matches, you know? So I think that it's going to be Dragunov. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with Breaker. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's NXT Halloween Havoc moving over to SmackDown. It opened up with Solo Sokoa picking up the victory over Sheamus. Sami Zayn, the Usos, and the Brawling Brutes ended up brawling ringside. Sheamus dove out onto the Usos. Sami ends up holding Sheamus' leg behind the referee's back. And that basically led to the end of the match. I enjoyed the match outside of the outside interference. The bloodline continued to beat down Sheamus afterwards. They trapped his bad arm in a chair, set it up on on the ring steps, and then beat the hell out of it. I thought that was pretty crazy. And then they celebrated later on, and Sami Zayn was like, well, we're done. And Jay's like, well, Logan Paul. And then Sammy's like, well, Roman Reigns said to not get involved. And then Jay made it seem like he wasn't going to listen to that, so we'll put a pin in that. After that, we saw Bray Wyatt basically say that he didn't get to finish what he said last week, and he wanted to confess some things. Like, he has problems. Anger was one of them that he came back from, and... He goes where the circle where the circle takes him. I don't know what to make of this, but it seems like a, a much bigger reveal will happen later on. There was a video played with the White Rabbit and a whole bunch of stuff, that same mask that we've been seeing that said you shouldn't lie to the ones you love. And then we saw like a cowboy-esque character pop up and they were like, howdy. And there was a QR code that led to a document from a psych evaluation for Bray Wyatt. So they're clearly putting a lot of effort into this character. Next match, we saw uh, Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville ended in a double countout. I almost thought Toxic Attraction would have come out with Sonya Deville here. But Liv Morgan showing off that she might be a little crazy now. She was laughing through a bunch of stuff that Sonya Deville was doing. At one point, she begged Sonya to hit her. And then Liv finally snapped and just nonstop beat Sonya Deville outside the ring. And that led to the end of the match. She pulls out a bunch of chairs, piles it in the, in the ring, and superplexed Sonya Deville onto the chair pile. After that, we had another video package for the Viking Raiders. Um, 
no date for them yet, but I'm I'm just pumped for them to get here already because we see that it's Sarah Logan in the video. So 100%, well, I guess maybe 50%. <laughs> She's probably going to be there. But uh, after that, we saw Braun Strowman come out and he called out MVP. He called out Omos and MVP came out by himself. And he put over Braun Strowman. But he also put over Omos and said, when he gets into the ring with you, you will not look like the monster that you describe yourself to be. So Braun Strowman lays out a challenge for Crown Jewel. MVP accepts it. And then Braun's like, since Omos isn't here, we should set up something, maybe setting up a match for SmackDown. And MVP's like, Omos is here. He comes out towers over Braun Strowman, which is pretty crazy. And then almost pushed Braun Strowman out of the ring like it was nothing. And for a few that I don't really care about, I thought this was a pretty good segment. Backstage, McIntyre was interviewed about what happened last week with Karrion Cross, And Kayla brought up how management's not happy with Drew. And Drew was like, they spoke about it and they agreed that they won't get in each other's ways, but it needs an end and it will end in a steel cage at Crown Jewel. Match after that, Damage Control picked up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart and Raquel Rodriguez to retain the Women's Tag Team Championships. I thought it was a good match. I liked that the Tower of Doom spot didn't actually happen but it looked like a pretty cool setup of what was almost going to happen. Like I was going to be fine with that Tower of Doom because of how it came to be, but then it didn't come to be, and I I hate the Tower of Doom anyway, so I was fine with that. Um, But Bailey got up on the apron at one point. I thought she was about to try to claim some Freebird role, but that led to EO Sky basically getting the victory over there. So that's two matches on SmackDown, with outside interference leading to the victory. Not a fan of that at all. Backstage, Ronda Rousey was interviewed and ended up saying that she's not issuing any open challenges this week, but next week she will. Uh, I I feel like the only person I want to see facing Ronda Rousey is Shayna Baszler. And I want to see Shayna Baszler win the championship. Backstage again, Legato Del Fantasma uh, Santos Escobar spoke about how they acquired Zelina Vega and then she brought up how they don't have peers, they don't have competition T- Hit Rose, nothing to them basically I-, I would still like some explanation as to why Electra Lopez isn't with them, but Santos said that their legacy on Smackdown begins by destroying Hit Row and then Hit Row responded directly after that and BFAB said she had an idea for that Earlier in the night, Imperium made fun of Rey Mysterio to his face. And then Rey challenged one of them to go one-on-one. And it led to Rey Mysterio picking up the victory over Ludwig Kaiser in the main event. It was pretty cool to hear Michael Cole say that Kaiser is a second-generation wrestler. Because I don't think they mentioned that on NXT at all. I also thought Rey Mysterio's Macho Man gear was pretty cool. The match, I thought, was decent. Um... Went on a lot longer than I expected it to, but it was the main event, so it made sense. And uh, at one point, Giovanni Vinci and Guter 
tried to gang up on Rey Mysterio outside of the ring, so he grabbed a chair, pulls an Eddie Guerrero, smacks it on the ground, falls to the ground, throws it to Gunter, and the referee turns around, kicks them from ringside. Rey Mysterio gets into the ring, eventually hits a 619. Fans were so happy to see that, and I thought it was a great ending. Closing out SmackDown, you had Logan Paul come out saying he doesn't need a bloodline. He doesn't need to have somebody come out like Paul Heyman. He doesn't need somebody like the Usos. He doesn't need Solo Sokoa. He's out there by himself. And he knows people don't expect him to beat Roman Reigns and become WWE champion. But what if? And he was questioning that. And Jey Uso ends up attacking him. Beating the hell out of Logan Paul. Sami Zayn came out trying to stop Jey Uso. And he said that it's not coming from him, it's coming from Roman Reigns. He wanted him to come with him, they could fix it, and then Jay looked like he was going to, he didn't listen, goes to hit Logan Paul again, Logan Paul ducks out of the way, knocks Jay Uso out, and Logan Paul leaves, and that's how SmackDown ends. I thought it was a pretty good ending, uh, and I enjoyed the fact that Logan Paul was there without Roman Reigns. We ha- I don't think we've seen that yet. In this feud. So that's SmackDown. Uh, my voice gets worse and worse throughout this show and gets better and worse, better and worse. COVID sucks. Um, but I'm going to take a quick little break right now and I'll be back. I'll be right back here with Chris on Marking Out. This is the new effing show, Jerry Lynn, and you're listening to Marking Out. Back here on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It is episode 611 still. And that's Chris here with you with Brandon. Brandon, it, I know you guys recorded yesterday. How are you feeling? Well. Grandma. A little bit worse, honey. <laughs> Can you talk like that for the rest of the show? Is I that... think I could. Oh my god. I got oh. seven cigarettes lined up. <laughs> I'm in flavor country. You're smoking two cigarettes. It's a large country. Anyway, um, to spare Brandon's voice, we're going to try to just blast through AEW because also I'm hella busy this week with a lot of broadcasting stuff. And I went to the NMB, NA, the NAB convention yesterday at the Javits Center. It's like for audio and uh, broadcast and stuff like that, which was, which was interesting. <laughs> when you texted me that, I just thought it was a, like a spelling mistake. Oh, the NBA convention? No, I, just, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, no, it's all like broadcast stuff. So they had like cameras and live streaming equipment and audio and stuff like that. It was cool. I mean, you know, we had to do a little bit of research for the company just to, you know, uh, grow and expand more than we have been over uh, the past couple of months. So it was, uh, it was a little, it was a cool shindig. It was the first time, uh, it was my first time ever at the Javits Center because every time we had press passes for Comic Con, I couldn't go. You so, have never been to the Javits Center? Never, ever in my life. Car show? Nope. Wow. Yeah. So first time for everything, right? Yeah, I, I mean, went. I went as a kid to the to a car show. Okay. I went to. I don't know if they had a boat show. I went to once. Okay. I met Jimmy Hart. I think at a boat show. <laughs> it's so random. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I also did some other cool things, but I'm gonna save that for my markout moment of the week. So let's get to Rampage. From last week, hailing from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, start the show off with John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli picking up the victory over the Butcher and the Blade. Where the, was the outcome obvious? Of course it was. Was it a 
slapping match. Of course it was. Um, and by the way, if you haven't gotten to it yet, go listen to the Blade's new podcast called A Slice of Cinema with the Blade. Um, it's him going over, uh, it's like him uh, reviewing movies and stuff like that that he liked. Uh, episode one was The Running Man. Have you ever watched that? No. Old, old, old Arnold movie? No, no, I've never seen that. But Mox picks up the victory with the Death, Rider, the Death Rider and while Claudio pinned Butcher after a Ricola bomb. Trying to get the Butcher up for a Ricola bomb is a, a feat of strength there. Do you think maybe at some point Bryce is going to be a heel referee? No. He's too lovable. Well, I only say this because in this match, like Bryce saw Butcher in the ring after getting Buddy out of the ring. Yeah. But he goes to Moxley instead. And then later in the match, Butcher and Blade were both in the ring. And instead of trying to get them out, he just let them be in there. I so don't... I want, like, I I wonder if they're going to start, like, maybe playing that into... His gimmick? His, yeah, I don't know. I know, but he's like, he's a Chikar ref. He was so loved. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I also, he... I like that William Regal was doubting John Moxie in this, saying it wasn't smart for him to be in this. Oh, yeah, especially uh, days before uh, a world title defense. And Jim Ross was like, he needs to fight, so let him. Yeah, let him. I like that. There you go. Uh, backstage, Renee Paquette. What do you think about Renee Paquette? You were Fantastic. Not- I think she's a great addition. I don't know. She's not, like, the game changer. No. I don't and think- I feel like, like, what does Lexi Nair do now? What does Marquez do now? Maybe they'll move them around to different shows. Yeah, maybe so, maybe use Lexi Nair on Dark and Dark Elevation. Get some reps in there, you know? Uh, but she was backstage with uh, Keith Lee and Swerve uh, talking about uh, Swerve's match against Billy Gunn. And Keith Lee says that you're swerving into the wrong lane. So it looks like there's going to be a separation between Swerve and Keith Lee. Well, coming. I mean, that's what we've been saying for, I mean, for what, since they started together? Yes, since they started to get, it, yeah, and like, they're like, no, 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 that's not how it's going to go. And then it's like, well, they said like they, that's they said it. The Shaq and they're like the Shaq and Kobe of a tag team. They have know? like the rockiest relationship in AEW history. Yeah, so good. It gives them a storyline between the two of them. After this, Renee Pet was not done backstage, and she was interviewing the Dark Order, interrupted by Jose assistant, the assistant, sorry, and uh, ten challenges Roosh to max match next week. So there's that. Whoa. After this. Stu Grayson returned. I know. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot to mention that. Stu Grayson. They're like, hey, man, where have you been? He's like, yeah, I've just been in Canada, you know? So, like, is this a return just because it's Canada or is he back? I don't know. They never really said anything about it. So, uh, Also, only... did this match get changed? It did. It got changed last night on social media in a uh, fantastic, I thought, backstage promo. It's now a triple threat match for the All-Atlantic Championship. Orange Cassidy pops out of nowhere and says, hey, I brought my title. See this thing? You want some beers? All right. I'll fight both of you for this thing. I thought it was great. It was very, the, like, the caption beforehand was very uh, sunny in, uh, it's very sunny in Philadelphia. I was about to be like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> no. Uh, but speaking of sun, did you see the trailer for the new Teletubbies? Uh... <laughs> Again, I thought, oh, my God, is he going to mention my voice? No, I was thinking, when you said sun, I was thinking about it because I was texting. I about... did see the trailer, but, like, <laughs> I, that, I was never... I only saw Teletubbies because I would babysit kids that would watch it. Yeah, I know. So I, was, I was a little bit older. I would just make fun of it, but it's still as ridiculous as it was. As is the Jericho Appreciation Society. They take the ring on Rampage. 
talking about how Jericho is the greatest Ring of Honor champion ever to be interrupted by Dalton Castle and the boys. I love Dalton Castle. I thought his promo here was great. He said he broke his back for that championship, and he's willing to break yours to get that title and challenges for a match for the Ring of Honor championship on Dynamite. Hannah J during this segment introducing Daniel Garcia using Billy Graham's stuff. What do you say? What you... I was I was too sweet to be sour. Oh, etc. It's sports entertainment. It's right there. But after this, though, Anna Jay was not done in the ring as she was defeated by the fake TBS champion Nyla Rose with a power bomb. After the match, you have Jade Cargill, the baddies come down, and Jade wipes out all of Nyla's, Nyla's security, and Nyla, Marina Shafir, and Vicky Guerrero run off. They look stupid in this segment. Who looks stupid? Nyla. Why? Uh, not Nyla. Uh, Jade and the, and the baddies. Good. Someone's finally one-upping her. I thought that was so stupid. They came out specifically for the title and then focused on, <laughs> on the security guards only. Yeah, they're just trying to get a pop out of it, you know how powerful Jade is. But like, hey, listen, and no one's given Jade a run for her money yet. And now I think mentally, Nyla Rose is giving her a run for her money. Um, Anna Jay, I think, needed this win, though. Well, um, she, she has not won a match since July. A singles match, at least. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, but she's probably she won tag matches, right? With Tay, I think maybe like one. All right, um, but yeah. So that basically just furthers their storyline between Jade and Nyla Rose. I still, I, do you like this fake? I TBS love it. I think thing? it's great. It adds uh, a depth of storyline to it. Um, and Nyla Rose is Nyla Rose. I like Nyla Rose. I think she's fun. She's also a great Twitter follow. Um, Didn't she already beat Nyla Rose? Maybe, but hey, listen. How many times have been there? There've been repeat matches week after week after week on certain wrestling shows. Yeah. So speaking of repeat, now this was not a repeat because the last time it was the other member of Private Party. But all you go, Ethan Page defeats Isaiah Cassidy. The emails are still pouring in on my front, <laughs> um, but the Private Party's contract with the firm will be null and void if he wins. It's not null and void. So why is Matt Hardy always in a contract dispute? Almost a majority of his AEW career <laughs> is about contracts. Okay. I don't know. Hey, listen. It's, he's Big Money Matt, so it's always got Is there a uh, um, Davari facing off Hook on Rampage tonight? Yes, it is on Rampage tonight. All right. Yeah, so we're about that. Um, best Friends Challenge, Death Triangle for Trios match on uh, Dynamite. And then your main event sees Cash Wheeler, Dex Harwood, defeating the embassy of Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Oh, also Sean Spears was in this match, too. Yeah, Wait. Spears got the victory. Spears got the victory. Also, too, after Rampage, he had a very heartfelt uh, promo that was off-air, talking about why he's been out. His mother passed away. Um, and kudos to him, man. I don't get the how he's using the 10 thing, like you said last week. Yeah, I, I don't get it either. And I thought specifically he would say the 10 is dead. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. Well, I may, maybe the, the the chairman wasn't really getting over too much. Well, yeah, the only thing that people... worked ever was 10. Bands so what? And uh, but may, maybe um, he dropped the, maybe WWE like dropped the trademark for it so he was able to acquire it. That like with Tremperetta too. Yeah, I don't that's know. What, that's what he said. He, he's, like, he's like, yeah, WWE didn't have the trademark anymore, so I picked it up. Like, that's why he beat Tremperetta. Well, after the match. Yeah, big, big debut here as, you know. Uh, big Dag debut to some. It didn't seem like the audience cared. 
Yeah, but you know, for the wrestling community that was uh, sitting on Twitter, um, the Kingdom, Mike Bennett, Maria Canales, Taven walk in uh, saying they're getting, you know, they the FTR are the ROH Tag Team Championships, but they've never faced them. So I'm assuming, uh, I know they announced it on Wednesday on Dynamite that Final Battle is going to be coming up in December. I think this is your tag team tag team championship match. Build some story behind this between Rampage and Dynamite. I uh, wish I wish that. Uh these workers outside would stop what workers outside like i hear the loudest leaf blower right now oh uh, okay i i thought you talked about workers in the ring i'm like what are you no. talking but you can play to give out yeah the wrestlemania is outside my window <laughs> oh boy so uh yeah but yeah i thought it was a good introduction for the kingdom the embassy ends up attacking the pinnacle the kingdom joined in and then ward joe yeah came out all the heels ran away and Baby My baby. only question is, will Adam Cole and Matt Hardy join the kingdom? That's what a lot of people were speculating on social media. Now that, you know, Kyle Reisley is going to be out for the foreseeable future. Bobby Fish is trying to make his way back to NXT. Allegedly, you know, reports are saying. Matt um, Hardy's contract, 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 contract. Maybe yeah. he doesn't get anything. Yeah. And the kingdom's like, brother, welcome home. Welcome home. That's it. Hey, I mean, it would it would be a, especially if they're going to make like the kingdom like a Ring of Honor centric team. I think it would be a smart move because again, you want star power Ring of Honor, especially now. You know, again, there's talks about maybe something coming out with a weekly Ring of Honor show. You have Jericho, your champion. You bring Matt Hardy in there too, and then you 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 have all the other Ring of Honor talent and the young guys in there. So, well, I mean, everybody. I, I assume the kingdom would be signed to AEW now. Yeah, because. Their contract was up with TNA Impact. Sorry, Excuse with me. the exception of Marseglia and TKO yes. Ryan, everybody's there. Yeah, uh, from what the Kingdom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Adam Cole was the founding. Was one of the founding members of the Kingdom. They did that. Yeah. In, they did that in Japan too. So cool about that nice nice wrestling event there on rampage let's go to wednesday night dynamite hailing from cincinnati ohio the heritage bank center you start off the show with the trios tag team championship on the line as the death triangle successfully defends against the best friends um what more can you, i thought this match was fun i hate i hope no iteration of this happens again for for months though i can agree with you on that i don't know why they were able to get a six-man title shot because I guess because you know Orange Cassidy beat Pac. I don't know why Orange Cassidy was able to get a TNT uh, an All Atlantic Championship match. Well, he got it, and I I said it last week on the show. I think he deserves it. Because yeah, now- but I, I just don't understand why that happened. So hopefully, it it's months before we see this again. Yeah, great match though. I'm I about think it. the biggest spot from this was when Pac went to go use the ring bell hammer. Yeah, and Fennec stopped him from using it. Yeah, which uh, had Orange Cassidy hit uh, the Orange Punch on Pac. Uh, Do we see them split up, or it's like, no, nah. Pac's going to... No, nah, because, it, what, I mean, yes, there's a lot of trios in AEW, but I don't think they should be splitting them up right now. I mean, like, everyone, you know, I saw the internet was going nuts. Oh, my God, they put CM Punk in an ROH championship package. Oh, my God, he's coming back. Oh, my God, the Young Bucks are going to come back soon. We don't know. Well, the we know that uh, A Steel got fired. Yeah, did AEW release a press statement saying that? Uh, I don't know, but I, I don't think assume I assume that's true though. I don't believe they did. So once and now there's the talks of the CM Punk buyout. So. Yeah, 
yeah, you b- b- believe the news reporters. News where's it, but if if they do end up releasing CM Punk, where's he going? I don't want him to see it. I don't want him in WWE. Nowhere. He's he going burnt nowhere. that bridge with everybody. I don't need to see him. Yeah. What's he going to go to the uh, after a match? Go to the doctor? Oh, hey, I got to check you out. I don't know if what he's going to bring an independent doctor in to be his personal doctor. WWE? No. Get like, out of- but let's let's take a retrospect back when he came to AW. It was exciting. It was cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, and then, like, the week after, it was like, oh, I don't need to see CM Punk anymore. Ah, uh, that's you. I was still about it, you know. But it then, just, like... It was just, like, the same... It was the same CM Punk, but slower. Yeah. It's, all, it's like, again, they, they made the analogy to Wolverine, old man Logan. So, um... I mean, I was about it until, you know... I, as I said, I don't think he needed the AEW championship. And then, after All Out, with that whole... No, Hangman should have should have been the one that won. Yeah, I know. Hangman got screwed by CM Punk coming to the company. You want to work with all this young talent, but I want to win the championships. Which makes CM Punk an attraction. Okay, let's go to to next match, too. Uh, Tony Storm successfully defends her AEW Interim World Women's Championship against Hukar Shida. Back and forth. Slugfest of a match here. Best match on Dynamite or no? Um... Uh, I want to go over it a little bit more because uh, again, I'm going to say the best match on time. <laughs> okay. uh, of course, because uh, after the match, Jamie Hader attacks Tony Storm. Her and Rebel attack Tony Storm. Britt Baker comes out. Then Soraya comes out, and then Rio out of nowhere comes out. <laughs> yeah, crazy. that I no, that just made no sense. I made no sense whatsoever. No, but as far as like, by the way, though the memes though with Rio com- Rio coming back, yeah, beating a uh, beating NXT. You're talking about that or no? No, I'm just it, it just it was all over the place, and I was just I was just popping for it. As far as TV matches for women goes in AEW, I think that was definitely one of their better matches that they've put on. Yeah, I agree. I I just don't get any of that aftermath. Yeah, I don't understand why Rio needed to come back, but I but mean, she's yes, facing it, Jamie Hader now. So good, let you, and she'll probably win. That's the that's the the bad part about it too. So yeah, I just really don't get it. And then the whole thing with Soraya and Britt Baker. It's it's gonna lead to Soraya's Soraya's first match back. Full gear, or what? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You gotta load that card up. You gotta get those pay per view buys, brother. Renee Biquette backstage with FTR. She said, uh, you know, they've been the uh, they want the AEW World Tag Team Championships, and at the end of the day, they want to be two time AEW World Championships. You've been number one contenders for three years now. Yeah. And sets up our number one contendership match for next week. Swerve and our glory interrupted that, though. And uh, Swerve obviously has the problem with them yeah, wanting so. their title shot now. Yep. Because they don't think that they deserve the title shot. Also backstage, you have uh, Jay Lethal challenge Darby Allen to a rematch. Um, they brought the door down on Dar- Darby's ribs, so uh, I guess you could say even uh, you know Jay Lethal has the upper advantage going into their match that they're going to have. I half expected Sting to come out of the ambulance that was there <laughs> Imagine. when Lethal was doing the figure four. That's such a thing they would do for Sting. Imagine that'd be funny. I thought for sure. Also, they announced uh, the acclaimed. The acclaimed. Um, they had spoke about Josh Woods, Tony Nese, and Smart Mark. Yeah. And they had a titles versus trademarks thing. Yeah. That's set up for this week on Rampage. I thought they were going to mention that title, the number one contender shit match. Well, isn't, it a tr- isn't there some sort of triple threat gimmick that's supposed to be going on soon? 
I feel like I saw. No. I don't know. I don't. But I like that backstage promo. I like like Billy Gunn was about to like scissor them, and Renee's like, no, no, just, just, just stop, just stop. <laughs> Do you think that the storyline with the trademark thing is even? Like good, I th- I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. I think it's and I said this last week. It's very old school. Should they not continue it then? No, this should be it because then it's assuming it's going to be Swerving Your Glory versus FTR, and then whoever that's going to face off against the Acclaimed, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Well, yeah, I think it'll be FTR versus the Acclaimed, right? Yeah, it has to be. unless. Well, actually, you know, it would make more sense in my opinion here. Swerving our glory picks up the victory, and we have to see that match again. That's fine. They're not going to top their match that they had at what was it? Double All or nothing. Out. All, All out. out. Yeah. Um, but the way Swerving our glory wins against FTR is Swerve cheats. Yeah. And Keith That's Lee it. sees it afterwards, and he goes, "I indubitably want to split from you." Yeah. So. After that, we saw William Regal and MJF work magic together in the ring. Being called one of the oh best segments oh in AEW God. history. History. AEW history. Outstanding. I got home, like, and I got to watch this live, and I was glued to the TV. I think, again, just give MJF whatever he wants. Um, MJF going over his story, mentioning Pat Buck, mentioning Brian Myers, saying that he gets extra work at WWE, saying that he kept in touch with William Regal. As it was William Regal who greeted all the extras. Yeah. Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Adam Pearce, and William Regal were the ones that watched these these people try out before yeah. their the match. I mean, before the event. And William Regal pulled MJF away from the group and said, "Pitch yourself to me." Yeah. We don't have to. We don't have to go line for line over the entire promo. But um, MJF, he's like, he was saying, "I'm he, William so Regal. You're too over. young." Yeah. And then he went up, went over, and said, "The the the three men that you attached yourself with in AEW, Moxley, Brian Danielson." Claudio, and now you're with them in AEW. I just thought everything was good. I thought the whole thing was good, and it just the whole done... him wanting to kill himself thing. I don't know if that's a true story or not. I hope. I mean, I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, but again, we said it. We can. We don't have to. I re- I'll say it again. We don't have to reiterate line for line every single thing. This was outstanding work by two of the best guys, both past and present on the microphone in any professional wrestling company. Afterwards, more BCC action as Wheeler Yuta and Brian Danielson are backstage being interviewed by Renee Paquette. Uh, Yuta just saying, uh, you, don't ha- you don't pay any attention. He's clearly <laughs> using you, and he wants Jericho. And Dan- Brian, Brian said Daniel Garcia is one of the best that he's ever seen, and, and, and Yuta's getting jealous. Yeah, that's that, but that I can understand that. They break, you know, Yuta said, I... I entered, you know, I paid for this in blood. Daniel Garcia has not done that. So, I, you know, maybe it's a sibling rivalry, you could say, coming up in the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, after this, you had Chris Jericho successfully defend his ROH championship against Dalton Castle. Before made... we talk about this match. But do you want to reiterate line for line now? No, every week since they since they gifted Daniel Garcia that purple hat, it's been on somebody else. <laughs> yeah, but every week we see why does Jake Hager have that on his head? Why not? Or why does so so and so have it? 
And I don't think they realize what the purple hat is. This, what is it? Like, surely, like, if I, if, if I know where the purple hat came from, I feel like every regular AEW fan should know where it came from. Where did it come from? It was a gift to Garcia. He yeah. refused to take it. And they, they're, they're appreciating it. They're appreciating the gift that Garcia didn't want. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, hey, listen, they appreciate Chris Jericho. This match, though, for Chris Jericho, man, he's having the best. Still, knocking it out of the park with this stuff. Uh, knocked it out of the park with this match. After the match, though, he was going to go attack. This him. was more of a sports entertainment match, though, than a Ring of Honor-esque but, match. But, like, but again, what is Chris Jericho? I think a, what is Dalton Castle? He is a sport. He looked. Did you see his freaking entrance? Yeah. The, the the pageantry that he had for it. I thought it was great. Afterwards, though, Jericho's going to go attack Ian Riccoboni, and Jerry Lynn tries to stop him, and uh, Jericho spikes him with the Tombstone Body Driver on the belt. Jerry Lynn, former Ring of Honor World Champion. Which we, I think we, we mentioned uh, thinking we're, that there's, like, no way. Like, we wouldn't see Jerry Lynn face Jericho. I There was one gif out there, or there was one video out there that somebody's like, the reason why Jericho attacked Jerry Lynn is because he's a better metal vocalist than him. <laughs> yeah, he did uh, metal vocals on our bumper. Oh, yeah. That's right. All right. Are you using that bumper this week? I could, yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. Jericho, by the way, I understand wanted to protect uh, Jerry Lynn. That was one of the worst tombstones I've ever seen. All right. Uh, was it not? I, I could really care less. I was caring more about the story. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm, I don't do tombstone pile drivers. I'm not a professional wrestler. So whatever. It is what it is. I mean, you never fall an angel, ever hit a tombstone. No, that was that wasn't in my uh, my repertoire. I wasn't. I wasn't. I was more of like light heavyweight type. More guy. of a blocker. Yeah, more of a blocker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever that means. Main event time. Uh, a match that was all over the place and that was awesome. Ended in uh, kind of sadness. Is Moxley picked up the Ricky overhang your page for referee stoppage. Hangman Page took uh, one of those big King Kong lariats, went to go do the flipping uh, gimmick, and was apparently knocked cold. Um, cameras cut he, off. He, I, was it not from his landing? You know what? Like, and you know, it was played seventeen million times on the internet. Because I, I don't like. It I doesn't even he, look like Mox connects. He connects like his like his upper chest area. Some people thought he connected with his neck. Um, it was it was very scary. It was a very scary scene. I mean, I, we could talk all about how awesome this match was up to this point, but like the big story here is Hangman Page. Apparently, he was not called. Some people like Taz was visibly distraught on commentary. Like they were trying to, and it, it sucks because the last five minutes, almost the last ten minutes of the show, they had to flip the script. They had to go to commentary. They had to hype this up so they can get Hangman Page out of the ring. They had to loosen up the bottom rope yeah. for him. Thankfully, get... it's nothing more than a concussion, but hopefully he has a healthy recovery. Yes. I so I told this to Dave. I said, I don't want to see Hangman Page in a wrestling ring for a very long time. We haven't... Adam Cole apparently has had, has had a severe concussion. We haven't seen him in the ring since, what, June? July. I don't know. How long was Brian out with his? Yeah, but he, he was out for a couple of months, too. So, I like, next week... If they do a pre-recorded thing from Hangman Page, hey fans, it's Adam Page here. Just want to let everybody know I'm doing. I know he like went on Twitter and said like you know yeah. he's, he's good. He had a panini, everything. He like thanked that. Paul. Who's Paul? Uh, Paul referee Paul Turner. Oh, the referee that uh, 
you know, helped him out there. So I don't want to see hanging up like pre-recorded thing. Hey, thanks for everybody for your support. I'm doing good. I'll be back in the ring, you know, to do some cowboy stuff. And then that's it. But, uh, these two guys, man. And, and like the whole, like last 10 minutes of the show, we're all like, you know, iffy. Cause they're like, let's go to John Moxley in the ring. Still Would it be nice to... if Mox stopped bleeding or what? I could really care less. But does it? It doesn't add to the story. At, at, I mean, anymore. well, didn't last week Hangman Page bust himself open? No, and I thought that was a stupid thing to do. Yeah, because you don't like blood. No, but, but he didn't bust himself open. He was just hitting like real. I mean, he tried to. Yeah. So that's a dumb thing to do. We saw Mick Foley used to do that. I wonder if Mick would now be like, no, maybe you shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Maybe uh, after the whole... he could have. We don't. Maybe he was concussed last week. Even. I mean, people are saying too, but he could have been concussed in the beginning of the match, and then when he once they hit that lariat, like it just knocked him out. But maybe from like hitting himself in the head, even. I don't know. I don't know. With everything you know about head I'm injuries, a, that's a I dumb don't thing know. To do. I don't know a lot about head injuries. Sorry, I'm not a doctor. I didn't. Go I'm to saying like school. everybody, every you know, getting hit in the head is bad. Yes, that's like a hundred percent. That's a known thing. Yes, I know. It's so not. It's not just yourself in the head. Maybe that's a bad thing to do. Could be a bad thing to do. But after the dust settles from this whole debacle, you have John Mox in the ring, you know, saying he's praying for Hangman Page. And very set- cool, calm, collected. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, he could be like freaking out over, you know, being yeah. with somebody that like very, be- very, very uh, professional of John yes, Moxley. Very, very professional. And also shows he's the face, of the, he's the, the ace of the company. So, you know, he's, he's putting him over. You have MJF come down with his poker chip, thinking that he's going to cash in. But he looks at Regal, and he says he's not going to do that because he doesn't want to take the cheap way out. He wants him at 110%. He wants to beat him clean in the ring. And he said he's cashing in his chip at full gear. So the main event of full gear is set. John Moxley, MJF, AEW World Championship, and I... Uh, we're going to have a new AEW World Championship. The thing that should have happened at All Out that should have been started a lot longer before All Out is finally coming to, to fruition. MJF is going to be the new AEW World Champion. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously Mox went on to speak more, but I yeah. think Dynamite could have ended at MJF. I'm wondering if that match ended the way it was supposed to end, how much of... MJF, how much of like the teasing of cashing in would have been a thing there? Yeah, I, you know what? Like even like two in the match, they showed like MJF's suite empty. They're like, oh my god, MJF, where is he coming? And then that whole thing happened. So maybe they had to kind of pull an audible there too. So, um, so yeah, that's set up. Um, but this I'm- basically him handing the chip to William Regal is still him trying to prove himself to William Regal. Something I, that I, William Regal kept it very consistent thing you need to show me this you need to show me this imagine william regal turns heel at full gear on john moxley Ooh, but i don't think mjf needs a mouthpiece maybe he just needs somebody in his corner yeah i don't know so um you know on good rampage unfortunate end to the show we wish hangman page a very speedy recovery um but take all the time you need because head injuries are a serious thing uh you got rampage coming up Tonight, tomorrow, whenever you listen to this, uh, Penelope Ford and Will Nightingale are uh, having another match after their great match last week. You have Hook uh, 
facing off against Arya Davari for the FTW Championship. The All-Atlantic Championship will be on the line as Orange Cassidy faces off against Preston Vance and Roosh. And it will be the AEW World Tag Team Championships in a title versus trademark match as the Acclaimed faces off against the Varsity Athletes. Athletics. Um, So, yeah. Fun stuff coming up. Let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week this week is going to be a really weird one. And you're, Brandon, I think you're going to be, what are you uh, on? And I'm on nothing. Um, the Butch- It's from AEW Dark this week. The Butcher and the Blade against the Voros Twins. I don't know how much you pay attention to the Voros Twins. You, I Chris, know you're, what? I want to even edit you out saying their names. Why? They steal content. Okay. And they piss me off because they steal content. Brandon, you don't credit me when you post stuff that I've shot for you. That's so- incorrect. No, yeah, you, yeah, you didn't credit me, and then I called you out on it. No, and then, that's incorrect. But I don't listen. Everybody steals everybody's content on the internet. It's just you know these guys, the so, social media influencers. I thought it was fun. Um, puts the butcher and the blade over huge, and they're just two idiots. So. Yeah, I want them like not in wrestling at all. Of course you wouldn't. But if they went to WWE, WWE, no, like, absolutely not. I want them absolutely million. nowhere to go. I want them nowhere in professional wrestling. Why? Because it pisses me off when somebody does stuff like that. Okay. Listen, it, it was a goofy match. Do you, want me to, do you want me to re-record this and put something else in here? No, no, no. You I, sure? Because I have another match. Because you, you love Butcher and Blade, so let's put over Butcher and Blade. I, can, I have another match of the week. I can do it if you want. Let's let's put another one in also. Well, Why not? Do, do, Why do you have to limit it to just one? Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. SummerSlam in the cage was the match that got me into professional wrestling. Uh, and you'll hear more about that. Did you watch... That this week? Yes, why? Well, I was just wondering. <laughs> I was yeah, wondering if you watched, watched it this week. You'll know why I watched this. Brandon's going to cut out, cut the cut the first part out. No, Voroses are staying in. Okay, good. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, so that's that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't oh, yeah, Brandon. Oh, yeah, gotta, oh, yeah, sorry. Gotta, all right, Brandon, what are your shout-outs? This is Yoda, and listening to Brandon's shout-outs, you are... The first shout-out goes to Table for 3 with Kane, Jerry Lawler, and Bret Hart. I definitely I pop when they announce this because they have history with Isaac Yankum. And they, that's what, predominantly, that's what they discuss, that era of wrestling. And that era of wrestling was, you know, classic, the kiss-my-foot match. I mean, for you, I don't have, like, yeah, you, you, attachment yeah. to that. I just think it's cool for history's sake. Yeah, kiss my foot match. I mean, you have, that's really Kane, where he had his debut and stuff, and yeah. I just wish that uh, the table for three episodes were longer. Yeah, they seem pretty short, no? Like, yeah, for the most part, they're like 26 minutes or so. Yeah. Undertaker's I, was uh, was longer than that. Yeah, I feel like it should definitely be longer just to hear them hear them talk about everything. Yeah. Plus, they're eating. Who eats in a half hour? Right. I mean, I you know I don't. They're eating a, a three course meal. It seems like, or maybe a two course meal. I don't know. I mean, it definitely definitely cut out a ton. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, and they only take the hot spots of it. I would prefer for it to be like forty five minutes. Yeah. To an hour. I agree with you. That's yeah. I think that it would definitely be watched. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. I watch these. Yeah. 
But uh, it is going to be the 25th anniversary of Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero from Halloween Havoc 97. It's a match that uh, Andre Chase actually brought up during NXT this week. So I think a shout-out should go to that match. Everyone knows how good the match is, and if you don't, check it out. Halloween Havoc 97. Yeah, that match is legendary. I mean, that really put both of them out there uh, in the mainstream kind of a light. Um, And it was huge with WCW because you had a place full of these larger-than-life characters and wrestlers and legends, and most of them were very large and powerhouses and tall, while you had these two people that were not uh, comparable to them, but they lit it up in the ring, and it was fantastic. And yeah, definitely watch that match. Uh, And then how could I not give Midnight's a shout-out? Like, by the time this episode airs, It'll be out, so maybe I'll update next week how I think the album is. I haven't heard it yet, so... Spoiler, he loves it. I I, I don't know. We'll see. Might take some time to get used to, like some of the other other albums. Yeah, I mean, there's been albums in the past where it took me a long time to get used to it. I mean, I've told you flat out, like, this song sucks. And then after, you're like, (laughs) no, it doesn't. Trust me. You always say that, and you're always wrong, and I'm right. And I'm like, like no. when, when Shake It Off came out, I'm like, well, this isn't really what I listened to. But then it just became super catchy where it's like, yeah, I was shaking it off in my sleep. At that point. <laughs> exactly. So Midnight's Taylor Swift comes out this week. Mine will be here next week, which sucks. But I will I will have all the stuff on on uh, uh, YouTube nice. to listen to it. And then there's more conspiracy theories about this album this week. Yeah, I heard uh, there's a white rabbit on it. Yeah, because the she she put up a, a post of the the week of midnights, and on the night that midnights gets released, it says midnights is released, and then three a.m. There's some crazy surprise or something. So people are like, "Oh, it's gonna be a tour announcement or something," and then people are like. Well, a tour announcement doesn't really make sense because they already said it's going to be a tour. We already think that she'll have a tour for this. It wouldn't make sense for it to be a tour. People think it's going to be a double album. A double or, album. Or that she's going to announce, yeah, that it'll have like actually 26 tracks instead of 13 tracks. Oh, wow. And then some people are like, ah, maybe it's not going to be a double album. Maybe it's just going to be, oh, here's the, the Taylor Swift, Taylor's version will be out. Or here's a release date for that. That I can see. So, because the 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 hashtag that they use is TS Midnight's, Midnight's already has TS in it. So I got people you. are like, there's so many TikToks, bro. There's so many Twitter tweets about conspiracy theories on this new album. Yeah. There's no single out yet. Nobody. There's not. Nobody's gonna know anything until it's released. Yeah. So I'll I'll probably update next week. Very cool. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our Mark Out Moment of the Week. That 
is right. Our marked out moment of the week. Do you have anything? I'm marked out for Nakamura's return to NXT. I marked out for that. And I also marked out for MJF's uh, promo with Regal. William Regal, yeah. On AEW. Uh, I mean, MJF is fantastic on the mic. And that was such an incredible back and forth. Uh, a segment that they had. So I definitely marked out for all of that. Yeah. What about um, you? Well, I saw somebody tweet about a movie coming out, uh, I think next year, called The Walk-Ons, which you go to the, the IMDB page, it's described as, after a local factory closes down in a small town, a group of men who have been friends since high school decide to join their D th- their local D3 college football team and help their sons have a national championship season. And then you look at the cast. Quentin Aaron, who played Michael Orr in The Blind Side, is in it. But you keep looking at the cast. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Chris Jericho, Brodus Clay, Titus O'Neil, and Kenny Omega? That's so weird. And maybe Ron Simmons might be in it as well. It was apparently announced in uh, April or something a while ago. That's definitely weird. But that's the first I'm hearing about it. I assume Kenny Omega's going to be like the, the punter or something, that running back. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's I, that's a pretty interesting football cast you got there. It's oh, yeah. Cool. I mean, it's cool that you have a combination of WWE, AEW, and Legends. And NWA, I guess. Yeah, I guess NWA. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I also marked out The Rock was on the Kelly Clarkson show this oh, week. Oh man, I was actually going to say this, but I was just like I don't know if I'm going to get a chance. Yeah. He was promoting Black Adam and then uh he did a duet with Kelly Clarkson and performed Don't Come Home a Drinking with Loving on Your Mind by Loretta Lynn to pay tribute to her. Yeah. So I, th- I thought that was pretty cool. I marked out for that. I I marked out for the surprise that he did. What was that? Um, earlier, there was a, a fire twirler um, performing, and he came out to um, talk to, like, to just surprise him. I always like watching people get surprised by The Rock. Yeah, there was a video the other week of uh, a young girl meeting The Rock. Which, the one that was outside of his... Uh... Probably a trailer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's another video of him, some somebody like, crowd surfing a baby up to The Rock. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> tell me that this guy... Oh, and The Rock said that he's not running for president this week. Yeah. I mean, do we buy it? We believe you, DJ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dewey. We you know knew you. knew about Osama Bin Laden before everyone else did, but we, we don't think you'll ever run for president. <laughs> but the the reason why he's not why he says he's not going to makes sense. He wants to be with his kids. Yeah. That he makes... wasn't there when Simone was growing up. He wants to be there for his two kids now. I could definitely see him as president. Can you? I could, yeah. Right? What, like he just seems like such a like. Like he seems like such a likable person, down to earth, good, like great morals, ethics. You know, he's one of those people where it's like you always hear that that uh, don't meet your heroes. You know, where you like see all this stuff with The Rock, and like I never want to actually like get to know him just in case. <laughs> You know what I mean? Uh, no, because I have never heard bad stories about him. Exactly. That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, Plus, we have leverage. We do. We do. I mean, we got the uh, 
the Rocky card. For those that don't remember, um, me, Chris, and Brandon drove Rocky Johnson <laughs> from the airport to a wrestling event. And we did not take any pictures because we were too... Uh, too uh, Professional. Yeah, too professional instead of actually being fre- uh, fans, which we are absolutely fans and marks, and we should have taken pictures and marked out, but we controlled ourselves, and that sucks. But yeah. he did. But we did drive him <laughs> more than once. Yes. But uh, Chris, do you uh, you have any mark out moments? Um, yeah, I do because on Saturday night I went to the uh, Town of Oyster Bay Athletic Center in Hicksville, New York where they had Medic Mania. It is a fundraiser that is put on by the Nassau County Medics Association, uh, and they do a wrestling show every single year, uh, brought to you by Big Time Wrestling. And signing autographs for two-plus hours was Bret the Hitman Hart. And I finally got to meet, after numerous failed attempts of trying to meet Bret Hart, I finally got to meet the Hitman. I got my Simpsons NECA figure signed, um, and I was the second person online because uh, I got hooked up. One did of, he did he mention that Brock Lesnar doesn't have one? <laughs> no. Or unlike Goldberg. I love this figure. Unlike Goldberg. Did he say that? No. no I like <laughs> I was literally because like Rachel's like one of our like friends that are like the mother is friends with our kids. She's a pet a paramedic for Nassau County, so like she snuck me in the back door and didn't have to pay. All I had to do was pay for the autograph. But like once Brett sat down at his table, other people you know, one guy got online in front of me, and then I'm like, all right, might as well just go online. So I went online, shook his hands, signed my thing, took a picture with him, said, hey. Th-. He's like, hey, thanks for coming out. I said, and I, that's what I just marked out hard. I said, hey, man, thank you for, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for keeping me out of gangs. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I said, hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so funny if you actually said that. No, now, I, people listening may not know what that reference is. Yeah, but listen, go watch the Hulk Still Rules uh, DVD if you still have it. But <laughs> the DVD. But you can watch I, the documentary that the Major Group put out. Yeah, that's even better. Sunil one eight seven. Okay, so getting back to us, I said, "Hey, thank you for getting me into professional wrestling. You were my first. You know, you were my gateway wrestler in wrestling." I said, "You versus Owen." in a cage from SummerSlam that got me and he goes, Oh yeah. He's like, wow, awesome. Thank you so much. I'm like, thank you, sir. And I walked away and I was just giddy and marking out the entire time. So is it not a shame that we almost picked him up from the airport and then got politicked out of it? No, I don't even remember that. Yeah. We were originally when we picked up Rocky Johnson, it was supposed to be Brett. Really? Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. And, and somebody politic. Okay, whatever. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> what would you have done though if we picked up Brett? Um, I've been shaking, Mister Mister Hart. I, I, we wouldn't have that memory of every single bridge going oh, to New yeah. Jersey. I'm, I was more than happy that we picked up Rocky Johnson because I was a big fan of Rocky. So, um, also on that card, the Dudley Boys were together for the first time in five years, and Bully Ray was in the main event. One, obviously. Um, and then after the match, they put uh, the heels through a table. So it was cool. I was never a big, like, Dudley Boys. I was more of an edgy Christian guy myself. Um, but it was cool to see them in the ring. Devon did the whole shtick at the end. Oh, my brother testify. You know? I think you and I met Devon together. Did I meet Devon? Oh, um, at TNA. Yeah. Yeah, I had that real awkward picture of me and him super close up. <laughs> Mine is really <laughs> awkward, too. And I'm like, I'm doing a stupid pose also. Like, I, I think when I met... Um, Awesome Kong, I have like a pose where it's like, 
like a badass, like I'm, my mouth is open and everything. <laughs> and she's smiling for the picture. I'm like, brother, like you're supposed to be mean, like the same way I'm, I thought I was going to be posing the same way she was posing. Yeah. Uh, I, so I look like an idiot with, uh, with Devon in, in my picture. No, I also have, I like, I have the, like the super tightest shot of me yeah, and, and Earl Hebner. No, me and Earl Hebner. Oh, I didn't get it. I don't think I got a picture with Earl. I think it was at that show. I specifically, I think only got it with Devon. Yeah, I know. I have a, I have my Facebook open. But that was cool that they that they would pose around the ring. Afterwards. I thought that was that was the funnest thing because you could just walk around. I think I have, uh, Juan has a picture with uh, with Hernandez, which is just hilarious. Um, I me. think uh, the only person you had actually paid it to meet or something. Was Kurt Angle. Her, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Yep, I have a picture in the ring. Let's see. Random. I'm trying to look here. Numerous wrestling events. I have 60 pictures. Yep, Juan has a picture with Samoa Joe. Um, I have a picture with a fake Macho Man. Rhino, Bully Red, Bully, the Dudley. I wish I was, I wish I got some of those pictures. Yeah, they're pretty. You got a picture with Bully? No, I didn't get a picture. I have a picture oh. of him like outside the ring, me next to the ring. That was the show uh, Mick Foley debuted for Impact with, right? Was it? I believe so. Um, let's see. More wrestling events. Oh, here we go. More wrestling events. Here we go. Uh, Dave has a picture with uh, Tracy Brooks. Dave has a, a picture with a half eye open uh, Lexi LaRue. Remember her? <laughs> yeah. Uh, me, Juan, and Eric Young. Juan with Devon Dudley. Me, Dave, and uh, Devon Dudley. And me throwing up 3D. Oh, Dave and Earl Hebner. It's not me and Earl Hebner. Sorry. So, that was awesome. Those were cool events, man. I wish wrestling was still that cool. It is still cool. But, uh, yeah, so it was it was the indiest of India shows, man. Um, I, I mean, it was cool. I got to see Teddy Goods wrestled on it, which was cool. Um, somebody won with a Russian leg sweep. <laughs> but it was fun. I enjoyed myself. I'll go. I'll go to Medic Mania again next year, um, and sneak in the back again, brother. No, I'm kidding. But I helped. I helped out. I took uh, a bunch of hot dogs to the concession stand, and I was going sandwiches. Got sandwiches here. No one really popped for it. So, what is that a Simpsons reference? No, hot dogs or sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Come on, really? Well, I didn't understand what you were saying. Okay, it's all right. I forgive you. I'm uh, sick. The coof got me again. Uh, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, listen, it happens sometimes. Something. My my guitarist at Thracian had it three times. So, and also vaccinated and boosted and stuff like that. So, you know, that's it. That's my mark out moment. Go to the uh, already taped ending. That was episode six eleven. Did you say that to start the show? Yes, I did. Thank you for uh, refreshing remember. it though. But, uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, BTTG161 on Instagram as well. Chris Sweendog, CMSweeney85 on Instagram, DavidPTDPT, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. That's what we are on Instagram as well. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Like you said at the beginning of the show, there's a sale going on October 21st to the 24th. Use the code thank you for 20% off. Uh, and then follow us at Market Out on TikTok, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcast, Apple Podcast, so much more. MarketOut.com. And we wish you the, the best of your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.